Good morning. This is Gaming Perspectives with Saul and Jolene. And Saul wanted me to say something about us being on the on the I was gonna say the air, but it's I don't know. On inner tubes. Um our podcast, this is our gonna be our fifty something episode. I'm not sure when he's gonna put this one out, so it might be the fifty fourth or fifty fifth, I don't know. It might be the fifty third episode. Fifty second. Anyway, so he just wanted me to tell y'all thank you for listening to us. Right. We really appreciate it. He's having a blast, and that makes me happy. So he's happy. That makes everybody happy. They say if I'm happy, everybody's happy, but that may or may not be true. We hit 52 uh, this week. Actually, last week, but who's counting? We had a few computer issues, and have Saul tell you sometime how he got a brand new computer out of it. Yes. Anyway, so we are going to be celebrating our 52nd episode actually coming out today. This will be the 53rd. And with that, we are going to have some sort of contest. As soon as we figure out what that is, as as we'll let is. you know. <laughs> yeah. Stay tuned and keep listening, and we'll tell you all about that coming up pretty soon. We would have had it actually on the 52nd episode, but... It was a little crazy. A little crazy. Post, pre-Kublacon, post-Kublacon. Uh, and my house looking like a robot hit it and threw computer parts all over the living room yeah, it's slowly going away slowly going away so today we are talking about giving your gm feedback or as a gm getting feedback right this is a touchy issue people well it's touchy because why is it why is it touchy julie i don't know well if you're a gm and people actually tell you what they think your <laughs> your skin should be pretty thick okay i'm just saying that most people have a, they say they want you to tell them what they think but they are going to get hurt if you say something that is insulting them <laughs> without meaning to. Yeah. Well, I, I've always thought about it, asking for feedback. I've thought about making a, a form to give to pl- my players, especially at cons. Uh, not necessarily at home, but uh, at cons because I think strangers might be more open open to giving you feedback. And they don't have any – usually you're playing with strangers. So sometimes your you, strangers might – have an opinion that your friends may not have because you know usually if you have a, a a group that you've been playing for a while they know your ins and outs they know your playing style and you know their you know how what they like to play so i think there's some accommodation on on people's parts on player and gm in that situation i don't know if accommodation is the correct word you know what they're like right you know what players like players know what what kind of gm you are so I'm sorry, Brother Crow crowed <laughs> um, and I coughed. That is true, because if you've been playing with people for 30 plus years, right. they're going to know everything about you. And right. they may offend you without even meaning to by telling you your game sucked or you didn't do very good <laughs> this last week or well, but that well, has to do with with their. Well, some people may have issues with tact, but other people may just feel really comfortable telling you things. But for the most part, people who run games aren't necessarily running them for their family and friends that they've known for 30 years. Right. A lot of people are, but some people don't. A lot of times when you try to give people feedback, like at work, you know to be really gentle with how you're telling people things. <laughs> Unless you're, you know, a bludgeoner and then you just tell them exactly what you think, which is fine also, right? Yeah, I But guess. that doesn't mean they're not going to walk away feeling like they've just been beaten by your your critique of their re- of whatever they did, right? Right. I think that that hits an important part of feedback is critique. Is it criticism? Is it constructive criticism? Or is it just complaining? Or is it just attacking, I guess you could call it that. Because, for example, at work, you know, I don't take feedback very well because 
one I've been at work longer than almost more than anybody else there and so I've been in that business for a long time and when somebody younger with much less experience is trying to tell me how to do things I just kind of laugh at them right like one you don't know what you're talking about or two you don't know what you're talking about but when they're your manager then you take the feedback and you smile and you walk away actually you don't but no, I don't. most people do yeah. <laughs> even managers you know they have less experience than you and and usually you know sometimes feedback or sometimes at work and stuff it's it's not necessarily it's like they're trying to use use it as a punishment you know at least that's been my experience but that's the grocery industry as it is you know they don't really make managers they make kind of like people who bludgeon people <laughs> like you said. I have a totally different job. <laughs> yes, you do. Feedback to me is is constructive. Sometimes, sometimes people just want to vent, and yeah. and I let them. I, I I don't care. They pay me, and yeah. they pay me well, so I'm good with yeah. with people telling me what they think, and I'm also good with changing it to however they want because you know that's my job. Yeah, I understand. And uh, uh, my job is is very specific, and it doesn't include being a counselor or therapist for people. <laughs> Okay, but so feedback, we're talking about feedback in games. Usually I want people to give me feedback for my games that I run at a con. And I just forget, to, you know, with all the things that you're running around. And when I, we go to cons, we go through three-day cons. We, that I think take, they're usually four days. I mean, four-day cons, even even more. Friday through Monday, we stay at the hotel. Uh, we usually just stay at the hotel the whole time. And we're playing games and stuff. We're excited about stuff. And making a feedback sheet it just kind of goes by the wayside though i'm sure i could probably download one off the internet so the biggest complaint for gms is that when they ask their players how they did or how their game was they'll go fine they'll give them one word answers or they'll say or it was good yeah and that's fine i mean it's good it's good to get that that verbal uh, massage that you're, you're doing a good job but it's not constructive right and if a gm is asking you how his game went he probably actually wants to know he doesn't want you just to tell him fine and when i say that i say that very gingerly because i don't know all gms saul he would like to know you know was there something i could do better was there a certain part that you really liked was there a part that you really disliked yeah it's part of uh, feedback that's that's constructive but another thing is don't ask for feedback if you don't want feedback right you don't want people to tell you yeah i really didn't like this part of the game i thought it was a bit slow or whatever the situation was and then you take it personally and you take it. Well, of course, it's going to be personal because it's your work. But you take it, you know, like an affront or whatever you want to call it. You take it personally in the sense that you don't like what they say and that makes you angry. And, that, and that's not what feedback is. So before you even ask for feedback as a GM at any table. Add your extra thick skin. And make sure that you can take it. And then know, and know that some people may not have the tact to tell you something very nice or or with explanation. See, when we're talking about feedback, we're talking about constructive feedback. So when somebody says, oh, I thought your game sucked. Okay, well, okay. Well, that's good. That's good. But why did it suck? You know, Which part of it what, was? What part of it? Does it, and it you know, so that, that's what I'm talking about. You, you want When you ask for feedback, I think you should be very specific about what kind of feedback you want. So the, I, the idea is to ask specific questions. And I looked up some specific questions that you should ask if you really want feedback about oh, your game. Oh, so this is on your feedback form, right? Or or ideas for, like, this one actually comes from ideas for playtesters, right? What was the most fun event or mechanic to the game? What was the most complicated? What was clever? What didn't you like? Which part of 
did you like the way that this certain scene went or how could I have changed it in your view? Yeah, so that's for a play test. So that makes sense that they're going to ask those kind of questions. For your game, you can retool those kind of questions and say, there's many different questions you could ask, like for positive and negative. You know, what did you find fun? And then uh, what did you not, uh, where did you think that the game didn't move very well? Or, you know, what parts of the game were too slow? And those are all good questions because they elicit a specific type of answer you're looking for. The answer is no, yes, and you suck, or it was good, doesn't apply. This way, you know, you're priming your players or whoever you're asking your feedback from to give you a, an answer that's going to help you. So what, why are you asking for feedback is a good question. If you're asking for feedback, well, most of the time it's to make your game better. You know, you ask people what they didn't like. And if they tell you, well, I thought this part of the scenario was kind of slow or I didn't feel my character had much to do at this part of the game and, and things like that, then that's something that you can take back if you want to run the game at a con again to retool that, that part of the game or think about it at least, how you can make that character matter more in that scene or in those scenes. So usually if you're running the game at a con, it's a little bit different than running a home game where it's like a campaign where, you know, We've talked about it before. Everybody's going to have good days and everybody's going to have bad right. days and things like that. that. But at a con, it's specifically, it's usually a specific game. You have written out all of the different ideas that you think are going to happen, which may or may not happen. Right. So, but like there are questions you can ask, like, did you think that the NPCs I created were believable? Did I emphasize them too much? Did they help you where they should have helped you or were they giving you too much information oh, yeah. different kinds of things like that right. there's specific questions you can ask right right did you think it flowed well or how how could i improve it or what would you do differently those are the kind of questions that might actually get answers from people right and again it all depends on what you're going after if you're going to after you know the reason for your feedback is to improve your game and if you feel that you're your pacing is off or something like that, then you ask specific questions about your pacing. Whatever you feel as a GM you're struggling with, whatever that is, whether it's pacing, whether it's uh, NPC uh, believability or scene construction. If you have pre-generated characters, are the pre-generated characters any good? Or are they? do they have faults that make them unfun to play with? That's a pretty loaded question because usually when you do NPCs, or not NPCs, when you do player characters for a convention, yes. you put a lot of time into them. Well, yeah, I do. Some yeah. people might just use the ones generated <laughs> out off a computer or out of the out of the book. I've seen well, I've seen people do making characters like the day of that they're gonna run the game, right? Well, when Steve made characters for one of the convention games we did with him, he put blood, sweat, and tears as if they were each his very own character for the whole party. Oh yeah, yeah. So well, I mean, everybody does it differently, and some, you know. I mean, he yeah. took a week just to do that, <laughs> to make those characters. Well, it took a long time making characters. For that yeah. yeah. And most time, you know, you're right. You you want characters that are going to be, uh, what is it, useful in that game. You know, if you're running a run-and-gun type of bat, you know, battle game and you have a librarian, <laughs> you know. It, Unless she's a sorceress of some sort. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, it's like a modern game, let's say. And. And the librarian, you know, just does not. A librarian may have figured out how to throw a fireball. I'm just saying. Oh, yes, says a perpetual sorceress. 
no matter what games you play. Yeah, you're right. That's just building good, being a good GM. But you're right. There's there's all all kinds of questions you can ask that will give you a positive information for you to build a better game, or to help your whatever parts of the game you as a GM might be a little bit need help with. And just to turn the tables, if if somebody who's running a game for you asks you, how's my game going? You might actually have a hard time answering that question to them with a, because you want one, you want to be tactful. Say there's something you don't like about the scenario. Right. And say there's something that you don't like about the way the GM is doing something. Are you, the? there's a couple things. The, the, psycholo- the psychology is that if you are talking to a superior or somebody or your friend, right? So, and a GM is both the leader of the, of the game, right? Theoretically. Theoretically. <laughs> and most likely your friend in some shape or form, unless you're at a convention and never met them before, which doesn't mean that you may not meet them again. So you might want to be, I mean, how would you answer a question like that? Would you pick something that you really liked and make them feel good? Would you say, would you, would you go, I guess it would depend on, to me, it would depend on, how I felt the person was answer asking the question. Right. And I'm always, but I can usually tell how people are feeling. Like if they're feeling nervous about what they just did and I think it went well, I would pick something positive to say. If they, right. if I really didn't like them, <laughs> which I like everybody. Um, well, I don't know about that. That <laughs> may or may not be true. If there was something that I thought really didn't work and I felt I could look at them and ascertain whether they would take, how they would take my criticism if it was, a critique to help them or if they're going to think that I'm just, you know, going after them and some, they're going to feel, what do you call it? Uh, defensive about yes. what someone, what I say, I would choose my words. I myself would choose my words, words carefully. Well, I was reading an article and they were talking about feedback and they're going, well, the, the, not, not the, not the worst things you could do, but not a good thing you could do is just ask the table. Oh, what'd you think of my game? Right. Cause it's way too open-ended. And then what happens if somebody steps up and says something, There'll be, let's say you got players, a table of six players. Maybe one or two are going to start talking and telling you stuff. And the other four are like, you know. Go along. Go along. And maybe you don't, you know, maybe that's fine. But that's not really good. I don't know if you want to like ask a specific person, what do you think about it? You know, no. That's why I think if you write it, I write down the questions and you give it to them or write down the questions and and give them your email so they can write, you know, write them out and email to go. That might be a little bit problematic because. People may not want to email you afterward. But if you pass them out, maybe at halfway through the game, when you take your break, if you take a break during your game, usually I do, you know, a 10-minute break, you know, you pass them out, and just the feedback about form, you fill it out, you know, either now or whenever, and just either give it back to me at the end of the game. So if you do that, if you go that way with a form, you're going to want to have specific questions. Right. And those specific questions are basically what you feel are things that you may see problems in your own game. Or your own style of running the game. I'm just thinking that <laughs> you really need to have thick skin if you're going to ask people you don't know yes. questions. Yes. Well, you know, and I think you're right. and Because some people are not tactful, right? Some people, you know, are b- brutally honest or, or, you know, are too critical. You know, they, they may they may not like you or they may not like your style. And if that's, and that's the, okay. And that's the situation, then no matter how you change it, unless you can change the style of your GMing, which is probably pretty difficult to do if you've been doing it a, a long time. It's very difficult to change. That's why you, if you put it down on paper and you have these questions and they're asking specific things, then there's less chance of that type of answer. Yeah, you suck and I didn't like your style. Well, you have had people that you've been playing with for years tell you that 
your game was horrible. You were going in a wrong direction <laughs> and it affected you for, of course, they were your friends that yeah. you've known forever. Yeah. And it affected you where you were like, well, if they don't like my game, I don't want to, I'm not going to run it for them anymore. You're right. And then that was because it was unsolicited criticism. To me, it was just criticism. They're just complaining. Right. Right. And I'm like, and almost every GM has been there before, probably. You know, you, you, you don't get paid. Uh, you know, most of us don't get paid for this, you know, GMing. A lot of us put a lot of work into the game. You know, there's time. There's even if you're just thinking about it, that's time that you're not doing something else. You're writing things out. You're making things. You are coming up with ideas. And then when somebody says, oh, your game sucks, you're like, OK, and that's it. I took it wrong. I did take it very personally because it well, that in, this, in this case, it was personal because I thought they were just attacking me and not really my game. So I just stopped playing with those guys for like over a year and a half and I refused to play with them because I thought, you know, if they're not going to appreciate the work that I do every other Friday or every other Saturday, then I, I'm gonna, I did take it personally. I did take offense and I was maybe not the most adult person in the room. But I'm like, you know, why should I play with people who don't appreciate my game? So it was. And so you're right. I, you know, I didn't, I didn't have thick skin in that sense, in that situation. But maybe because it was like, I was kind of blindsided by it too, if you remember, by those comments. So on the other side, you're right. On the other side of the question, if you, if some a GM asks you, be thoughtful, be kind. And, and if you do have a negative criticism, frame it in a, you know, in a way that, not being a jackass, I guess. That might be hard for some people. That might be hard for some people. I've been in a game that was terrible. Terrible. And they didn't and, ask for feedback though, did they? They didn't ask for feedback. But the but the the next day I ran into a fellow player and the next day the GM had gone to him and said, Oh, what'd you think of my game? And he goes, you know and he basically told him, he goes, Well, it was it was not a good game. You know, there was a lot of problems with the situation that you had set up. Unfinished characters. We took hours equipping our character it was just a it's just not a very good get run game. And in the last maybe hour, 45 minutes of actual playing, it was a very dull game. And there wasn't much for us to do. But, uh, you know, so so the next day you know, I ran into that, that player and he told me he had run into the GM and the GM had asked him. And so, he, but he was, he was a nice guy. He goes, look, you know, I know you really like the subject. I know you really like the game, but, you know, you were unprepared. And, you know, and that doesn't, you know, that's not a good, that's not good. And then, and it was very slow, you know, the certain things that should have been taken care of before the game weren't, or we shouldn't have to worry about the during the game, you know, like all this equipment stuff, we could have just said, okay, whatever, don't worry about it. And, you know, and the game itself was kind of, well, because we got started so late, it was like, maybe he was rushing, you know, to get his plot done. And so it was very choppy and, and, and disjointed. And and he told him that, but I I and I and I know that guy now, the the guy who who talked to him, and he's a real nice guy, and so I would have no problem. And I don't think he's going. Well, your game sucked. And no, no, he told him. He told him why he wasn't a good game, and and the guy go and and he said he took it pretty well, the 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 criticism and the feedback in this case. At least at the time. At the time, yeah. I've never seen that guy run a game, though, again. So. It is hard. It's hard to run a game. I usually run for kids, so they tell you if they don't like stuff. Or <laughs> Did they ever tell you they don't like them? No. I don't think so. But they're pretty, you know. I think most kids are really easy to, to and, please. Yes, yes. And I think you could tell if they're having fun by their, usually their screech level, you know, yes. the little guys. 
and you know if they're they're screeching with fun and laughing and and stuff like that. Adults are the same way, yes, right? Yes. So like if they're laughing and clapping and and having a good old time, you could tell that your game's going well. The other time is when it, you know everybody's silently thinking and and you don't know you know it's kind of hard to gauge those quiet moments during the game. You know if you have those <laughs> quiet moments during the game. <laughs> Maybe you give them something to ponder. Yes. Yeah. When, when they're trying to think, like you know, well, I ran a Star Trek game not too long ago, and Star Trek Adventures game at a teen room, and none of them were teens. I think the average age was about forty-five. <laughs> I think the average age is likely fifty, but you never know. I don't think. I think most of them were over fifty because they're all older than me. <laughs> and then, uh, and I'm fifty-two. How do you know they were older than you? Well, I knew one guy. And you're not fifty-two. You're fifty-one. I'll be fifty-two in the next couple months so though i knew one guy uh his name was ralph and i've known him since i first started going to cons i mean the first time i went to con when i was 16 ralph and then uh, we went to pacific con and i remember him to this day and uh, we didn't really become friends but i've known him and i've continued to see him here and there at different cons and he was at KubaCon. and then another guy called max had been playing in my game and he was the youngest and he was probably 25 to 30 mm-hmm. and then everybody else was older than me they were Star Trek fans, though, right? Yes. So yes. they usually have fun. Oh yeah, they had a blast. I mean, I think they had a blast. I say, hey, you know, and and well, they, you know, they they clapped at the end of the game, so that was pretty good. They'll fit, make me feel good. I didn't ask for feedback, like I, I always forget my feedback for them. Well, I forget to make it in the first place, so <laughs> it's kind of hard to take something that you don't make. But I could tell they they enjoyed it. But I also know I also know that there were some parts where they were like they were thinking and i'm not sure if i had given well you it also said that you you messed up on the dates yes, with but, but but you didn't realize because you wrote it down the wrong date down well you know what's weird it, oh I, and were they cr- cr- did they cr- critique you constructively on that well no you know it was weird because like i had i had done research because i i know i'm playing usually when i run a star trek game i know star trek fans are going to play so one of the things i don't want to do is do one of those faux pas where you get something totally wrong as far as the date so this had to do with the, the warp drive right when the when what's it Co- cochran yes you see i know a little bit of this off the top of my head so when something cochran zen cochran or something i believe it's zeflin Zef- but i Ze- could be Zachary, wrong with a z you're right you know when he does his first warp flight and it causes all these change Zephram. reactions Zephram Cochrane. Zephram, yeah yes and so when when he builds his ship and goes to that short warp flight and cause all these chains of events to happen. It's in a specific year, obviously. You know. Yes. It's like you know, and it's documented. right? Yeah, it's documented. You know, there's plaques everywhere. It's commemor- commemorated, right? Because then you have the first contact and all this other stuff. Which is with the Vulcans. With the Vulcans and all this other stuff. So I researched that, and of course, you know, and I looked it up and, and I wrote down the date. He wrote down the wrong date. But I wrote down the wrong date. I was off by a hundred years, right? So then. So then when, I, when, when, when I'm giving my background to my game, and they're like, well, didn't they have warp back then? You know, and then I'm like, and then I told them when warp happened, and they corrected me. The, the t- table goes, no, I don't think that's the right date. That's what Star Trek people will do, though. <laughs> they correct you in and a I'm nice like, way. I'm like, what? And I looked down at my notes, and so what happened was all my timeline was off by 100 years. You know, they go, oh, you know, don't worry about it. We understand. I'm like, oh, I'm totally sorry. I'm, and I said it. I'm totally sorry. I totally messed up this 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 whole thing because it, they were trying to figure things out and i'm like 
It didn't make sense. And of course, it didn't make sense. Star was- Trek is a very specific universe, <laughs> though, where when you're playing with these players who a lot of them can tell you all kinds of things that I couldn't tell you, and I watch it all the time. But a lot of Star Trek people know the dates of things, and, right. and they, they, all, they know all, the, yeah. So, but they were very, you know. What you They're call? also very nice because you're running a Star Trek game for them. Yeah, but they were like, oh, don't worry about it. We understand. And I'm like, you know, no, because I wrote these notes. And I've and I've done it, and I ran this game once or twice before, so it was weird that, that nobody nobody told you anything. Yeah, and uh, but I was also working with two sets of notes. One one set of notes was like my first set of notes, and then w- another one was like another one that I made later when I, re- you know, revised my my adventure from the previous time, right? Because th- that's what I do. I run it once. I'm like, hmm, I didn't like this part right here. I didn't like it, so I I changed it a little bit. So I rewrote the adventure, but I couldn't remember which one was first because I don't date the stuff. <laughs> don't laugh at me. <laughs> I don't even know what to say to that. So you're self-critiquing. So I'm self-critiquing. But we all do that, right? Yeah, we all, yeah. Well, if you run the same game, if you run the game over and over again, and I, I, I've, I've talked about this before about, about I thought it used to be cheating because, you know, why would you run the same game if you're cheating out the, the players? Well, I always tell Saul has been running this D&D 5th edition game, and... The characters are 10th level yes. or so, and I took over so he could play. And my first question at the end of each game that I've played with these with these guys is, were the monsters hard enough? And because to me, they're so, they can, they're so strong and can do all of these different things, right? In battle yeah. and combat. Mm-hmm. And they're really good at figuring out clues and things like that. But to me, the biggest thing is I wanted them to be happy with the battles because that's what makes them really happy when they get to go and kick ass, right? Yeah. Well, so my question always is, were the monsters strong enough? And I know the first time the monsters were strong enough because I accidentally killed Saul or almost killed Saul. <laughs> but the second time, it was it's, it's really hard to get Gage. monsters that are strong enough but not too strong, right? Right. To create a... a a viable reason why you're fighting these giant monsters or you know what's happening right and yeah. so that's one of my questions and the boys have no problem telling yeah. me you, you could have done you could have used this guy this was good i really like that that surprised me things like that <laughs> or yeah but you can tell if your monsters aren't strong enough because they just die in the first round roll, of combat roll, roll right over them. so yeah. So, so to me, that's a, a thing that I always ask, especially when I'm running a, a game where the people are trying to who really like battle, right? Right. Was this, were the guys you were fighting strong enough? Did you enjoy that? And you, I can usually tell, and the boys don't have a problem telling me because they're teenagers and they know me, right? They can tell me whatever they want. So, so they'll tell me straight out, oh, yes, I like this one. I didn't like that one. I think this was good. I like the way you did that. <laughs> so... I, they critique me without even realizing they're doing it, right? Because I just ask right. them a question and they feel comfortable answering yeah. it, which is, is good for me because then I can go back and go, okay, and the next time I run it, I need to figure out how to tweak it just a little bit to make it fun for them, right? Yeah. No, definitely. And so, yeah, so, the, you know, it all depends on your, what is it, on your audience of your feedback, right? You know, who you're asking and what you're asking. I think the, the very first thing you have to do if you're going to ask for any kind of feedback is make sure you can take take the feedback. And if you know your players, you know how they are when they talk about other people's games or stuff. So you might already have an idea how how friend number two is going to <laughs> be totally untactful when he tells you stuff, but that's okay. 
because you realize that he's actually trying to give you good feedback, right? Right. right. But and especially when you're asking total strangers, right? So a way to you know, like I said, thick skin because you have to be able to take. No, even if it's even if it's really critical or just not helpful, you know, you gotta let that. Just those, let it go. Let those just bounce off of you, like you know, water off a duck's back, as used to say all the time. And you know, let, don't let it bother you. Two, the way to mitigate that is to ask specific things in in a written form about your, your feedback that you're asking for. That way, you're gonna get the answers that you want. You're not gonna get some weird answer from left field about. You know the motivations of the NPCs were really hard to discern. <laughs> you know, you know, you know, and which Jolene's laughing, but it might, that might be important in the game. But like, if it's a certain kind of game, it may not be. It's just like that may be critical to your game. But I laugh because he says from left field, and that's true because people will tell you what they they're thinking about something different than you are. You never know yeah, what people yeah. are are seeing, which is good for you to know, right? Yeah, and so I ask if you're gonna ask questions in a written form. You know what. One, you're asking to make the game better. And so those are the kind of questions you want to ask is, is, is specific to your style or whatever you think your problems are or your strengths. You know, and you could ask questions that just to make sure that you're doing something right, too. Like right. if it's good, you know, if you think you if you think a part of your adventure is good and, you know, you might just say, hey, what do you think? You know, whatever that part is or whatever part you think you think you have a strength is, it's always good to get reaffirmed. A positive too, like right. oh yeah, this yeah you did this really well, and so I think having thick skin, having it written down, and asking specific questions are the way to go in, in any feedback that you're gonna ask from your players. And when a GM does ask you for feedback, think about this. Yeah. Think about that how you want to respond to them. And in the way that I've always heard it and done it is I usually give a compliment first yes. and then if there's anything that I think could be improved I would say well you may be able to improve this scene by yeah. changing this right and if you put it in a positive way it's going to be a lot easier for people to accept it and not be offended by it right right so those are just things to think about on giving yes. feedback and getting feedback yes so this game is perspective with Saul <laughs> and Jolene. <laughs> you have a good day.